pregnancy is an exciting time in one's life. So is raising children and watching in awe as they tackle life's milestones. Today, Katherine Larson is here to discuss two of her thought-provoking books that serve as interactive devotionals for expecting moms and moms with young children. Her questions will help you look for and record those treasured sacred moments. We all know that parenting is hard work and life can get busy. We've done the research to help you. So let's dig deep with Leanne Mancini and work together to help you raise strong Christian kids. Hello and welcome back to Raising Christian Kids. Today I'm interviewing Katherine Claire Larson. And after graduating with a master's degree in biblical studies from Reformed Theological Seminary, Catherine spent seven years writing with Chuck Colson for Breakpoint Radio, Christianity Today, and Newsweek Online. Today she writes amidst the clatter and curiosity of six young children. Catherine is the author of two beautiful devotional journals, Waiting in Wonder, Growing in Faith While You're Expecting, and Watching in Wonder, Growing in Faith During Your Baby's First Year. These books seek to lead moms closer to God while journaling prompts offer a unique way to treasure those milestones and jot down prayers and love notes for one's growing baby. Welcome to the show, Catherine. Thank you so much for having me. It's a joy to be here today. Well, we are so happy to have you. And I have to say, not only are these very resourceful books for new moms or moms who have young children, they're just beautiful. And I think it's important to, for moms, later on, you look back upon your pregnancy and you, you don't remember everything. And so no. now you can go back and you can look and maybe your daughter eventually, when she gets married and has kids, she can say, mom, when you were pregnant, you know, and ask you questions, well, you're going to have all the answers right there because it's a very thorough book. I, I just absolutely, both books are very thorough. I love them. Can you please share two of your favorite weeks in waiting and wonder? And tell us how they encur- they can encourage moms who, who find themselves stressed out about the delivery of their new baby. I know I was stressed out when I was getting ready to deliver my first baby. Yeah. One of the, uh, specifically about delivery, one of the divisions toward the end is called foregoing fear. And um, the verse that I, I focused on was cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. And that's from 1 Peter 5, 7. And, you know, one of the really interesting things about labor and delivery is that anxiety and fear actually stalls out your labor. So this is a really neat way where both the the spiritual and the physical kind of combine, because if we are practicing the presence of God and we are taking, you know, the Bible really talks about taking every one of those anxieties and and taking them to the Lord. And so as we take those anxieties to God, as we come before him and say, look, I know you care for me. I can relax. You are here actively interceding on my behalf, working on my behalf right here with me in the midst of every step of this labor, every step of this delivery. Another another, uh, devotional right at the end talks about in the Bible, and in Hebrew times, water, you know, we go to the beach and we see water and we think that's very relaxing. Well, in, in the Bible, water was often a sign of chaos. 
And the Bible talks about how God has placed a limit on how far the water can come. He has set a limit to this far and no further can it come. And I I feel that way with all the things in our life. God has set a limit on how far the pain can come, how far the heartache can come. He has set the limit and we can trust in his goodness and in his care for us. And so as we dwell on those truths about who God is and how, how he is for us, how he cares for us, it helps us to release that anxiety. And that in turn helps us to have a better labor when we are really just trusting him, when we are meditating on his word and, and releasing those cares to him. The other division that really came to mind was about self-doubt. And I think that as we get closer to parenthood, particularly if it's your first baby, but Also, if it's your second or third, we've had six. And I think this question comes up a lot is just, do I have what it takes? And and do I have what it takes to be a mom? Or do I have what it takes to be a mother to this many children? And, you know, I think it's interesting that God, in kind of contrast to the world that we live in, and the world that we live in says, you can do it. You've got what it takes. It's all about you. But God doesn't point us back to our strength. He points us back to his strength. And so in one of the devotions towards the end of the book, I focus on the passage of Ephesians 1, 18 through 20. And it says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know his incomparably great power for us who believed. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And when you really dwell on the fact that the power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in us, that's the same power that I have. It's not about me and my strength. It's about Christ and his strength and his holy power is working in us. And so do you have what it takes? Yes, through Christ, you have what it takes to do that, to be that mother, to love your kids and to to do everything that God calls you to, to be for them. And again, I just love to lead mothers back to the word of God and help them find their strength and their encouragement in what God says and his words for them. Listening to you speak, and I keep thinking about, you know, not only mothers who are worried about their first birth and delivery, but they're also worried about how to raise their child, the very first one. You know, the second one, we do things like as if we've known it all along, it seems like. But the first baby is always, am I doing the right thing? I have a pressure to be perfect. I want this child to be perfect. I want to do everything God tells me. So in your book, Waiting in Wonder, can you give us one insight out of that to maybe help parents not feel so much pressure? Absolutely. You know, I, I think that this world is all about perfection, but Jesus is not about perfection. <laughs> He is about grace. And yes, he is making us perfect and holy through his word. But we have a gentle and loving father. And, you know, I think relaxing into his, you know, it says in the Bible that his yoke is easy. His burden is light. The world's burden is heavy. Yes, they think you need to be perfect, but God's burden is light. And I think that, you know, one of the things that has helped me um, most as a mom, and and I, I talk about this in both books, is our failures are actually opportunities. Our failures where, where we do not 
image God perfectly, those are opportunities for me to talk to my children and say, man, you know, mom messed up today. You know what? I am a sinner just like you and we need Jesus. And can you forgive me? Can you forgive me for raising my voice to you? Can you forgive me for losing my cool today? And and I think that as we understand grace and as we understand that those those moments by God's grace are actually some of the best windows our children are going to see to what the gospel is all about. The gospel is about accepting daily our need for Jesus and his grace for us moment by moment. And I think that frees up moms in the first year of motherhood, in the ninth year of motherhood, in the teenage years of motherhood, where to just know that God is for them. You know, also you you had asked about how do we how do we engage with the baby in that first year? And I I think moms just just really being present and uh, making eye contact, just enjoying and delighting in that baby is such an important part of, of, of being there in that experience of the first year of motherhood. I also think that not to put pressure on yourself because this too shall pass. Whatever has happened, whether it be good or bad, we all live through it. We all get over a mistake we've made. And God has a perfect plan for your child. Since before he was born, God knows what, where that child's going to go, what that child's going to do. And we just have to trust in the Lord and do the best we can to parent with God at that time. And the devil is the one who wants you to feel guilty or he wants you to stress out or to be angry at yourself for something that you think you've done wrong. But just trust in the Lord. Just trust in the Lord every day, every moment. Pray for guidance and wisdom. And know that God has got you. He's going to take care of everything. So as we're wrapping up here, you're the mom of six boys. Any advice you'd like to share for moms? Sure. So, you know, I I have uh, six boys. My oldest is 13. They go down to one and a half. And I, I think it's such a privilege to have boys. They are so full of life and love. They love their mama. And I guess I would just say, don't listen to the to the world's estimation of of boys. You know, a lot of times I'm out in public and I'll have somebody who kind of comes up to me and shakes their head and acts like that I've somehow lost the lottery by having so many boys. And no, <laughs> you know, I think that we need to to turn the narrative a bit. The culture says that boys are wild and noisy and, you know, sometimes a nuisance. And that is not how God sees them. You know, I think that as Christians, we need to see having a lot of boys as having young men that we get to shape in their courage and in their character. I love, you know, just from a practical standpoint, they have lots of energy. And I just love to encourage moms to spend that energy outside with them. Let them get that energy out in healthy ways. Go on hikes and nature walks, get them involved in sports and other ways so that they, when they're tired out at the end of the day, they're not beating up on the other brother. (laughs) They're getting that energy out in positive ways. So I would just say moms to enjoy those boys, enjoy those differences and relish in them and delight in them. And your delight in them is going to really be contagious. And what ages are your boys? So 13, 11, 9, 7, 5, and 1 and a half. 
Wow, that is a big expanse, 13 years. And you must still be journaling, I guess, because your book, Waiting in Wonders, regarding when you're pregnant, and then Watching in Wonders, the baby's first year. So you're still journaling, I'm sure. We we have another book coming out um, March of the following year, which will be Walking in Wonder, which is for mothers of toddlers. And so, yeah, and I think that that journaling is a great way to to just remember and also to to be mindful of the the wonder and the beauty of what you're in. I find it a great way to to pray for my children. Sometimes I think all of us when we go to pray, our mind wanders and being able to have that discipline to write something down. I know that that I am praying for my children and I know that they'll be able to go back one day and read those prayers. Well, these books are excellent. I mean, they're thick books and they're a lot of questions that you've prompted so moms can dig deep into their thoughts and to journal these thoughts. Really excellent resources. I hope our parents will go out and purchase Waiting in Wonder and Watching in Wonder. They make excellent gifts for new moms and for baby showers. And so thank you for being on the show. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. We will have links in the show notes where you can purchase these beautiful books. And this is how we all work together to raise strong Christian kids. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.